Um, we often talk about it on the show here, the fact that, you know, the conservative parties, both in our province and federally, um, in many ways are their own worst enemy. And, it, and it's a cycle that repeats and repeats and repeats. And we've asked the question many, many times here, why? <laughs> Is it just the nature of the beast when it comes to conservative politics in Canada that you have the big tent ambition, but you have warring factions within the big tent and eventually it tears the tent open. But, um, you know, we, we, we kick it around and we talk about it. Somebody who's been on the inside for a long time, front and center, dealing with this very issue is Paul Brown, former chief of staff in Brian Mulroney's government. He's worked on numerous provincial and federal conservative campaigns. He's a principal at Campbell Strategies and uh, delighted that he could join us this morning. Paul, thank you for your time. Appreciate it. It's great to join you this morning, Shay. And you captured the problem for us conservatives at the federal level. Uh, we like to fight. We no doubt. Absolutely. There's no question about it. And you recently wrote a great piece in the Globe and Mail that's uh, titled, As a Conservative, It Pains Me That We Aren't Learning From Our Mistakes. Now, I think I know the answer to this question. I think we all do. But what is this mistake? It's the fighting, right? It's the fighting. And, you know, to win elections, you have to fish in a big pond. If you're only fishing in a small pond, you cannot win elections. And that our track record of success has been when we've gone after more fish, more voters. And it's not that people across Canada are somehow in love with liberals and liberalism. They're not. We've succeeded in province after province of across Canada in electing conservative governments when you offer them a clear conservative option. It's a winnable option. It's at the federal level, man, we do like to fight. So what happens? I mean, like you say, uh, we have, you know, Stephen Harper, Brian Mulroney. There are people who seem to come up with some way of selling conservative politics in this country that works. Is it, is it leadership? Is it that simple, Paul, to bring everybody together, at least for the time being, and win an election? Yes, it's a, it, leadership counts. Leadership is important in politics. And, and to, be, to be honest, I mean, we have uh, in the uh, selection process to get leaders, there's no question that our base, those people who join uh, the party uh, in each of the ridings across Canada, they tend to be more small-c conservatives than uh, what used to be called progressive conservatives. There's, there's a truth to that. Um, and those people have to be respected in their views and outlook. Mm-hmm. But if we move too far to the right, particularly on social policy issues, and that really seems to be the one, the issue that bedevils us and has for a long time, we cannot win elections. It's just a simple fact of life. And the numbers, as I pointed out in my article, I've been alive for 66 years, and through too many of those years, there's been liberal governments in Ottawa. Paul, I can't. The good people of Alberta see the. <laughs> have a different view and no conservative uh, time and time again. They do, but but you know what's interesting is we're seeing the exact same thing happen at the provincial level right now, where our premier is under intense pressure from, uh, like you say, the social conservatives within his party, the, r- the rural MLAs within his own caucus. So, I mean, that same dynamic plays out at the provincial level, too. Yeah, and we, we had a bit of it during our leadership campaign in Ontario, and you see it across, you know, you see it in Quebec, you see it everywhere. Those views have to be respected and listened to, but they cannot dominate the conversation or the policy agenda of the 
uh, conservative party. Stephen Harper was the guy who most understood it. You know, in 2004, you know, the liberals were ripe for the plucking in terms of losing. We lost because he was associated with being an anti-abortion candidate, uh, fairly or unfairly. He learned in 2006 and changed course dramatically. He offered up a conservative agenda. No one is going to say that Stephen Harper was a liberal light. No. It was a strong conservative agenda, but without the social policy stuff. That is so anathema to many people in the country, particularly in the cities. You're absolutely right. I mean, I, I, I don't think you can get elected if, if you're dragging that weight around anymore. So is, there, is that what the leader of the Conservative Party of Canada has to do? Does he have to say, listen... It hurts, and I'm sorry, but we just can't have that be part of this party anymore. You need to go find somewhere else. We're leaving that behind permanently? No, they they can be part of the party. It just <clears throat> can't be part of the party agenda or policy agenda. It was never was for all the years of Brian Mulroney's uh, regime and also for Stephen Harper's uh, government. You never saw those issues being advanced. They can be respected. And those people can be part of the party and they can be listened to. It cannot be part of the agenda for getting elected. It's a losing agenda. And it's, you know, you you can even be a believer in those views, but you have to look at the facts eventually. And, you know, if you want to give the liberals a gift, that's what you do. You wrap yourself in those causes. And I think, you know, I'm biased, obviously, I think Trudeau has been a disastrous leader as prime minister. Uh, but if we want to get replace them, we need to know how to win. Well, I mean, I said going into the last election campaign and even the one before it, I mean, if you can't take out this government at this point, you've got some serious self-examination to do because I've never seen a government more you know, ripe for attack. I mean, the avenues of attack were endless heading into this election, but yeah, it just they, didn't happen. Shay, you're right partially. They, they're ripe for attack. So going in the election, and this has been a bit of the false uh, narrative, you know, I, I am on the inside, as it were, a little bit. Yeah. So going into the campaign, the cons- you know, governments in Canada generally aren't beaten by an opposition. They lose. Canadians lose faith in them, right? They fall. And you, as an opposition leader, have to offer a clear alternative, and you have to get out of the way of them falling. Going into the last election campaign, the Conservatives had two challenges. Well, me and my friends and my group of friends obviously didn't like the Liberals. In the polling, Canadians didn't hate them. They, right. they, that urge to get rid of the bums, which happens every 10 years or so, that wasn't showing up in the polling. So, number one, get rid of the bums wasn't as strong as the narrative says. And number two, because of the, <clears throat> the Trump nonsense in the United States, the conservative brand was badly damaged in, in Canada. We were wearing some of the garbage that Trump unleashed. And that was a challenge for Aaron O'Toole in the campaign, no question. And his quickness of getting out the gate early with a policy agenda worked for a while until COVID struck. You know, you mentioned that, the conservative brand. And take a look at what's going on in our country right now, Paul. Um, what is grabbing headlines in terms of... Conser- you've got you just got an interim leader that was uh, appointed, but we're hearing more, I think, today about Ted Cruz and Ron DeSantis and all these Republicans from, you know, and, and, and this the far right, what's going on right now. And whether, whether it's accurate, whether it's fair, doesn't matter. This is being called a conservative movement. 
what's happening yes, right now in our country. That, Shay, you've hit the nail on the head. We embrace those that Republican nonsense. We're dead as a party. The the convoy. Uh, I, I get the frustration. I get the anxiety. I think Trudeau uh, made a huge mistake by making a mandate for truckers to uh, be vaccinated. Really, truckers are going to spread the vaccine in a truck going across. It's just nonsense. It was just sanctimonious nonsense by Trudeau. That being said, this convoy issue could be a poison chalice for the Conservative Party. Uh, There was a terrific speech in the House of Commons yesterday by one of our Conservative MPs, Raquel Danko, and I urge people to listen to what she said. There's a way through this thing that rejects that crazy American stuff and also rejects the sanctimonious of uh, our Liberal Prime Minister Trudeau. And Raquel spoke beautifully in the House of Commons about bringing Canadians together in common sense and moving forward. And uh, I urge people to listen to what she said. So right now, I mean, as, as we see come up every once in a while with alarming regularity, it's another transition point for the Conservative Party of Canada. We have an interim leader and another leadership race, third, uh, in the past few years. Um, you know, I mean, is there somebody, what, what, what would be the best choice? Not a name necessarily. I mean, if you have one, you want to throw out, go ahead. But in terms of what a leader would embody and bring to the table, what does the conservative party need right now? Well, my own view is that there's not going to be a leadership race. I think, uh, the decision by the caucus, uh, was a, um, uh, coronation, if you will. sort of a, yeah, it was a palace coup, uh, and uh, they knew what they were voting for. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think this talk that there's going to be a race, I just don't think that's possible. They saw the president of the Conservative Party say that we need to choose a leader quickly. Well, that gives Pierre all the advantage in the world. So is he and, the guy? Uh, I, he's he's going to be the leader, if, if you ask me right now. I think the only person out there in the Conservative movement who could challenge him would be someone like Jean Charest, uh, a former uh, leader of the Conservative Party, uh, who has the kind of public identification and strength. But uh, you former know, Liberal Jean, Premier, I can't see him. <laughs> well, yeah, he was. Well, he was. He came in because the Liberals made a mess of the referendum. <laughs> That's right. right. <laughs> he, you know, he was. They begged him, the Liberals and the Conservatives, because they would have lost that referendum that would have torn the country apart. Again, all because of Trudeau and Trudeau the Elder and, and, the, and, the, and the liberal brand. So he had no choice. He had to respond to that. But he's a conservative in his soul and his heart and his beliefs. And um, much like they have liberals or conservatives out in B.C., in the same case it was Jean Charest in Quebec. But I don't see him stepping forward, frankly. And I think the leadership is uh, all but over, and I, I can't see a race. Uh, okay, so the final question, and I'll let you get out of here, is Pierre Polyev the guy? We've talked about a lot of things that the Conservative Party has to do. Is Pierre Polyev the leader that can do those things? So, I, I think so. Uh, Pierre, I, I, I don't know Pierre that well. Um, you know, he's, he's smart. He knows how to communicate. And I think that he's going to have to prove himself, both to Conservatives and to the nation at large, that he can lead the country in a way that Pierre Trudeau can't. And uh, I think that's up to Pierre and the party. And uh, I was encouraged, as I say, by our M- uh, an MP from Winnipeg who spoke so beautifully, uh, Raquel Danko, the other day in the House of Commons. So it's up to Pierre, and he's going to have to prove himself, as every leader should. Yeah. Great discussion, Paul. Thank you so much for your time. We'll do this again.
Thanks, Jay. Look forward to it. Keep well out there. Thank you very much, sir. That is Paul Brown, former chief of staff in Brian Mulroney's government. Worked on a bunch of different provincial and federal conservative campaigns. Uh, Now a principal at Campbell Strategies.